I, Ian, enjoy this movie a surprising amount. Really? It's uh it's it's not a bad movie by any means. It uh it's a very interesting take. I do think that since we've had Unfriended, we've had kind of more interesting electronic phantoms, you know, but I think it's it definitely sets a nice precedent and it's really, it's pretty well done overall. Interesting because I I really disliked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I, I really didn't like it. I think it was a really bad movie. <laughs> I feel like we're getting like a divorce soon or something. We haven't agreed in so long. Honestly, we is not in with us. That came with you guys. It's not working. Welcome to Paths of Fear, the weekly podcast where we give our takes on horror movies and explore the opinions of our audience. I'm Ian. And I'm Marshall. And this week's winner for our runner-up week is Unfriended, a movie that I chose for some reason <laughs> for our found footage theme last week. Uh, Unfriended was made in 2014 and was written by Nelson Greaves and directed and produced by Levon Gabriots. We're gonna we're gonna hope that's the correct pronunciation. The film is shown almost entirely through the screencast of a MacBook, sort of a uh, subcategory of found footage, I'd say. Yeah, the kind of screen. I'd say we've been seeing kind of that screenshot horror nowadays. Um, yeah, or like computer horror. Uh, it was definitely using Skype, which definitely loses at some points. Yeah. Because <laughs> who uses Skype nowadays? Dear Lord. I can hear the Skype music now of an incoming call. Yeah. <laughs> Good reenactment. Thank you, Ian. Well, um, what was it that you disliked so harshly about this movie, Ian? Or should you give a teaser first? Hold on. I'm forgetting the order of things. <laughs> yeah uh i'll give a teaser first and then uh we'll give our scores and all that all right tease and then put it down ian <laughs> all right blair her boyfriends and three other of their high school friends get into a skype call together but are interrupted by the intrusion of an unknown user despite their efforts they are unable to get rid of this silent and mysterious user at the same time blair begins receiving messages from an old friend of hers a friend who had died a year earlier. Skepticism is likely to be overcome by desperation as it becomes vital to not be unfriended. <sighs> it, I, it was hard to make a it's hard to make a teaser where it ended with unfriended. That is tricky. <laughs> Especially since no one actually gets unfriended in the movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like uh like she attempted to unfriend her old friends, but didn't work. I wish I could do that. I could just gray out other people's unfriend button, you know? <laughs> just you can't remove <laughs> yeah, Marshall from your friends list. <laughs> Permanent friend. Oh, man, that's how Facebook should make money instead of ads and like premium users can't be unfriended. That's perfect. You can't you can't deny their friend requests. <laughs> <laughs> you get charged to deny their friend request. 
<laughs> you gotta pay. <laughs> you gotta pay money to deny them. Well, okay. What what is it that you despised about this movie? Would well, you want me to start with my score? Yeah, give us your score. Give us just a little little brief thing of yeah. why Unfriended didn't do it for you. Okay. Um. Well, I give it a three out of ten. Okay. Now I will say I was debating if I should go three out of ten or four out of ten. Um. You know, the reason I would go four out of ten is, you know, more props for uh, the fact that it was uh, a unique format, and the format itself was quite interesting to me. Um, and it wasn't that poorly executed uh, in the way that it did feel realistic. It was all in real time. Yeah, like there were no cuts or anything. That was that was cool. That was well done. Uh, but that wasn't enough for me quite to give it a four instead of a three. Of course, and this is probably unsurprising. One of my main gripes with this movie is that the characters are simply uh, unlikable. We don't get to know them either. And that that just makes me feel like, who who cares? Who cares about these characters? Who cares what happens to them? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. I'll leave it at that. All right, uh, all right. My main gripe is, naturally, with the characters. I don't like them. My take on it was that it was actually told kind of as a traditional horror story for being such an untraditional way of doing things. And I like that we had a little beginning there with just kind of understanding what ended up being like the biggest hurt in a way between Blair and Mitch, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. And it just the path, like just the paths it took along the way, the paths of fear, the paths of just unfriending me. We got to save the paths of fear. <laughs> but it was a. Uh, it was all that I felt like it kind of revealed to us little bits as it went very well. And I do agree the characters I while I don't feel like I don't I never I rarely get a sense of underdeveloped characters from movies. Uh because for me, just kind of seeing for example, Adam. Mm -hmm. Uh I was I look I took one look at the guy and I was like, that's definitely that kid at school that thinks he's too cool and sells weed and doesn't get along with his parents. Right. I don't know. I, I can just immediately just kind of get a vibe. And I, that, a vibe of a character is good enough for me. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I thought it was decently done for, especially for like the first one to kind of try to do this. And I feel like it was kind of when social media was first pounding on the doors of society. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting way of doing things uh, and kind of revealing that. So I gave it a six and a half out of 10 myself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not outrageous to me. Um, if you had given it like an eight, I might be like, okay, oh, no, it's, not, it's definitely not an eight kind of movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, OK, so seven that, and a half. Yeah, that okay. leaves us at a good four point uh, seven five, so like a four point eight in for rounding. And yeah, our audience, they were kind of all over the board as well. Someone did give it an eight, Ian, believe it or not. Oh, no. Uh, a five point two is their average score. So the audience liked it just a bit more than we did. Okay. Um, well, what was the lowest score? Our lowest was a three, so they they lined up with you there. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, I feel like I honestly do feel like the difference is just how invested you want to be in your characters. If that if that's what you're looking for, it's just not going to do it for you. I feel that. Yeah, and and it's not the only horror movie to do this, of course. I mean, uh, it is a traditional horror movie in that way of like you've you've got these stereotypes, um, or as you put it, they give off a certain vibe. And that means that you don't have to spend that much time developing them because you get a sense of who they are by just seeing them and hearing them uh, for a short time, which is fine, I guess, but it also makes them kind of flat 
and not very interesting. Yeah. Um, Because you're right. Like, you could tell, all right, Adam's this sort of comes from a more well-to-do background, and he's a bit of a douche. Ken is like the wise-cracking pal, but kind of goes too far sometimes. (laughs) Mitch is like the nice guy. Blair is like the nice girl, I guess. Yeah. Val is like the mean girl type. And then Jess is maybe more along the lines of the cheerleader type or something. But yeah, like, you know, I get that. But of course, that's just uninteresting to me. And I would like them to be more interesting as characters. Um, William, do you want to give us a summary and then we'll hop into it in further detail? Yeah, sounds good. An unknown user opens up a video on LiveLeak.com called Laura Barnes Suicide. In the grainy and blurry video, students scream for a girl to drop a gun she has pointed at her face. She shoots herself and the video stops as everyone screams and a few students run towards her. The video's description displays a YouTube link which brings the user to a YouTube video titled Laura Barnes Kill Yourself. In the video, Laura is shown at a party, drunk and lying on a table with a guy on top of her. I'm going to bed. (laughs) The video is then suddenly interrupted as Blair, the user, receives a Skype call from her boyfriend, Mitch. Blair and Mitch enjoy some digital alone time. Mitch is shirtless and Blair unbuttons her top. She tells Mitch that she is ready to have sex for the first time with him on prom night. Then, as things continue to get friskier, three of their friends are led into their call, and Blair and Mitch dash to put their clothes back on. Hey, guys. Where are you coming from, man? Hey, Mitch, why are you such a big boner, bro? (laughs) Their friends, Adam, Jesse, and Ken, tease them for what they were doing, and then Adam asks Mitch who the user named Billy227 is and why they're on the call. But Mitch doesn't know this user either, and claims they appeared when the rest of the group joined the call. Adam says Skype won't allow him to disconnect the user, so they decide to all disconnect and reconnect in a bit. All right, what let's do you just mean? call each other back, yeah? Okay. Bye. Bye! Blair tries messaging Mitch about the guy, but after saying he doesn't know, he becomes unresponsive. Soon enough, they all reconnect on Skype, but the mysterious user is still there. They decide it's likely a glitch and ignore it. Meanwhile, Blair messages Mitch privately, asking him why he stopped replying. He says he was distracted by a strange message he received from none other than Laura Barnes. Just then, Blair receives a Facebook message from Laura Barnes too, asking her who posted the video. Blair replies and asks who's doing this, but gets no response. Back in the private messages, Mitch says that maybe it's actually Laura, and sends Blair a link to a website forum. Users on this forum claim that they've known people who were contacted by the dead, and afterwards killed themselves. They advise to never reply to messages from the deceased. This freaks Blair out, and she asks Mitch what to do. He recommends unfriending her. However, after unfriending Laura, Blair receives a message from Billy227, which simply reads, Nice try. Laura is still on Blair's friend list. Back in the Skype room, Blair wants to invite Val, as she thinks Val might be the one messing with her. I'm gonna add her. Can I just be honest? I don't like Val. 
The rest of the group groans, no, saying they can't stand her. To be honest, I don't like her. The only person that likes Val is, is Val. Val. <laughs> yeah. you just but Blair pulls her into the Skype call anyway. Hi, Val. Hey, Val. As the group continues to talk, Blair messages Mitch, saying that she couldn't unfriend Laura. He recommends getting Laura's page memorialized so it can't be used. After googling how to do this, she navigates to the memorial page and fills it out. However, after she clicks submit, the form throws an invalid input error, and all of the text fields have changed to say, we got her, we got her, we got her, over and over. Blair then gets another message from Laura, asking what she's watching. Blair clicks over to the paused and only half-watched Laura Barnes' YouTube video and closes it, as well as clearing it from her browser history. Blair then sees that Jess's Facebook page has just updated with embarrassing photos of Val at a party. Val? What? Looking good. Thank you. <laughs> no. I got a haircut like two days ago. <laughs> no, I mean, you look good right now too, but check your Facebook. What? Val sees this too and gets upset and angry at Jess. While Jess admits they're funny, she denies having uploaded them. Seriously, I'm friends with my mom. Should I look at these? Is this worth a look? Delete these, Jess. Take these off. Dude, I didn't delete them, Jess. I didn't do this. After some trouble with the delete button, Jess manages to remove them, but simultaneously, they're re-uploaded under Adam's Facebook account. Adam! What? You posted some now too? What did you just like copy and paste those? I didn't post anything. Adam also denies having posted them. After Val and Jess yell back and forth, Billy sends a message into the call's chat, saying that it was them. Well, who the f*** is Billy? I told you I didn't post those photos, Val. Guys, who is this? I don't know. Is this here the whole time? Ken, you said it was just a glitch. Well, the glitch just typed! Blair looks at Billy's profile and realizes that the account is under the name of Laura Barnes. After Billy sends more messages, Mitch has everyone raise their hands from their keyboards. Alright, alright, let's stop f***ing around. Everyone hands up right now. Who's doing this? But this doesn't do anything, confirming that none of them are Billy. Val then seemingly receives a shocking private message from Billy, which causes her to call the police. Um, listen, my name is Valley Ramel. I'm online, and there's some asshole making direct threats against me. As she's doing this, she hangs up on the Skype call, despite Billy asking her not to. Blair says maybe they should all just hang up, but then she receives a message from Billy, saying that if any of them hang up, they'll die. Wait. What? I just got an email from him. Shortly thereafter, the group sees an Instagram post just uploaded with a screenshot showing Laura asking Val to remove the video if she uploaded it and Val replying that Laura should just kill herself. Yikes. Oh, Val. Val, you're f***ing sick! Val then rejoins the call, but appears frozen, sitting next to a bottle of bleach. After Blair calls her on the phone, Val collapses and the camera is knocked away, though the group can see the pants of the police officers that just showed up due to Val's call earlier. As the camera is knocked again, Val's motionless body is shown before Val's account disconnects from the call. Okay, all right, I'm calling. Does anyone know where I'll, I'll try to get her back, okay? What? Billy then messages the group, saying that she is going to expose all of their dirty little secrets, starting with the one of Blair's. 
she sends two photo attachments, which Mitch tells everyone not to open. Blair does anyway, and it shows her in bed with Adam, Mitch's best friend. Billy then says she wants to play a game. Ken tells everyone to mute their microphones and get on the phone instead. After a bit, Billy unmutes them, but Ken doesn't seem phased, and agrees that they'll play the game. Jess, just, we're, we're gonna play a game. Jess, Jess, we're gonna play a game, okay? You wanna play the game. You wanna play the game. Jess, you wanna play the game. Ken then asks everyone to play the game he sent them, meaning open and run the program he sent to all of their emails. You like games? You seem to like games, dude. I thought we were gonna play. I, I'm a fucking great game for you, man. Okay, you guys got it? Yeah. After everyone successfully runs the program, Billy is disconnected from the call, and it seems that Ken's plan has worked. Afterwards, Adam calls 911 himself and says that he and his friends are being threatened online. Are you safe? Yeah. All of you? Yeah, we're good. Even Ken? What? Don't hang up. What? Adam realizes then that it's Billy and hangs up the phone. Afterwards, Billy seemingly reconnects to the call, this time with a video feed which seems to be behind some clutter. After Ken gets up, the group realizes that the camera is in Ken's room. Ken removes the clutter in front of the camera and then freezes up, and the group Skype call ends. The call restarts, but Ken's video is frozen until suddenly it cuts in and out while Ken breaks and impales himself on a running blender. Billy then forces the remaining four friends to play a game of Never Have I Ever, stating that the loser will die. In the game, Jess reveals that she started a rumor that Blair had an eating disorder. Blair reveals that she stole and crashed Jess's mother's car. Mitch reveals he had made out with Laura, though claims he threw her off since he wasn't into her. He's also forced to reveal that he reported Adam to the police for dealing cannabis. This makes Adam furious, as this got him arrested. Dude, it was gonna be both of us or one of us, and I would do the same for you. It doesn't matter! Jess is then forced to admit that she stole $800 from Adam, adding to his rage. Billy then finally adds, Never have I ever offered to trade Jess's life for my own, which Adam admits to at the last second. Fine, it was me. Everyone then starts fighting with each other, despite Blair's pleas that this is exactly what Billy wants. Eventually, Mitch suggests, Never have I ever drugged Ashley, and never have I ever forced Ashley to have an abortion, forcing Adam to admit to these accusations. In retaliation, Adam suggests, Never have I ever had sex, which he puts a finger down for, and never have I ever cheated on my boyfriend with his best friend. This forces Blair to admit that she had sex with Adam while she was with Mitch. It was an accident. It was an accident. I didn't mean to do that, Adam. Oh my god. I was drunk. Oh my god. What? What are you doing? I'm sorry. 
sorry, it just- As Blair tries to explain to an enraged Mitch that it was an accident and that nothing came of it, both Blair and Adam's printers turn on and something is printed out of them. Both refuse to show the others what it is. This makes Mitch even angrier, and he asks how deep the affair went. Blair admits they met a second time, but only for a short bit to see if it was a fluke or not. A video then appears on their screens showing Blair and Adam having sensual sex. Mitch then begins screaming that if one of them doesn't show what the paper says, he's going to hang up. Just as he's about to hang up, Blair shows the note, which reads, If you show this to the others, I kill Adam. Oh my god! Immediately, Adam shoots himself in the head, and his camera falls, showing that his note read, If you show this to the others, I kill Blair. Billy continues the game with Never Have I Ever Defaced Laura's Grave. Blair convinces Jess not to answer and instead has her run and lock herself in her bathroom while she tries to get help. Blair looks for help on chat roulette where stranger after stranger doesn't take her cries for help seriously and skips her until finally one is willing to call the police and give them the address of Jess's house. Soon after, Jess's video cuts in and out, showing her committing suicide by forcing a curling iron down her throat. No, Jess! Blair and Mitch are now alone in a Skype call, and given the situation, Mitch is forgiving of Blair, and they say how much they love each other. Billy then sends one last question. Who posted the video? She also says that if one of them doesn't confess, they both die. That wasn't us, Laura! Laura, please. It was not us, I promise you. It, it wasn't us. At first, both of them claim they had nothing to do with it, but as the countdown gets closer to zero, Blair finally tells Billy that it was Mitch who posted it. Soon after, Mitch grabs a knife and stabs himself through the eye. <laughs> Laura thanks Blair, but begins counting down again. Blair attempts to remind Laura about their friendship and how she regrets they ever drifted apart. Laura says there's more to that story and uploads an extended version of the party video to Blair's Facebook. After filming a passed out Laura, Blair, the operator of the camera, turns it to face her and says, Her Facebook friends leave angry and disgusted messages before Laura's spirit slams Blair's laptop shut. No! and violently lunges at her. There you go. Okay. Uh, I think my biggest issue, plot-wise, uh, there's two things. Uh, it takes forever for them to actually be like, hold on, this is dangerous. Like, and they, like, throughout so much of it, they're constantly yelling at Laura Barnes, like, stop doing this, that's so messed up. Quit pranking us, bro. And it's just like, hold on. She's killing y'all. This is this is a little more. Um, I, I would like to say for the uh, podcast that Marshall has now changed his Discord name to Billy227 <laughs> and has changed his profile picture to the unknown user. <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought it was a good play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, just realized as I looked over. 
<laughs> I was too busy reading the summary and <laughs> uh, good one. Um, but yeah, they it was just kind of odd to me. And like, I would say that the real unbelievable part for me comes in the fact that they they're for so long they don't try to get any kind of help when it seems so obvious mm-hmm. to get some kind of help, especially when they're just on a computer. But uh, that eventually Blair is able to go into a chat room for whatever reason, chat roulette to find help, which is just, that, like, just pull out your phone and call someone at that point. That that was weird to me. Um, and like for, for a while, I was also I was so confused as to why that was her plan. Um, and there's a lot of issues with it. Now, I'm pretty sure the idea is that she can't call anyone on her phone because Adam called 911 earlier and I guess, you know, Billy or Laura answered, right? Yeah. And so I guess you can't do that. But there's like no reason why you'd be able to do the chat room either. Yeah, unless exactly. Unless Billy just wanted you to do that so that you'd suffer more because no one was taking you seriously. Like, it, it just didn't make any sense. And also why they thought just locking herself in her bathroom would keep her safe. Naturally. Like, it just, I I didn't understand that that whole part of it made absolutely zero sense to me. I, I think story-wise, if they set up some kind of, like, safe haven or something for them, some way for them to stand a chance, it would have been a lot better off. Right. Because they kept trying to make up these ways where they stood a chance, and any time that it, they, we let it go through for a while, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, and this, I think, stems from the fact that they're, I don't know what you would call it exactly, like their curse or the rules behind the vengeful spirits weren't, entirely solidified if that Mm -hmm. makes sense uh like the movie shows us this uh, internet forum where users talk about how you shouldn't answer messages from the dead and also that you know have you if you have answered them you know you should you shouldn't try to lie to them you should just confess to them right yeah and like that's all well and good but it would have been nice in some way and i don't know exactly what what would be the best way to do it but to add some more rules to it i don't know if rules is even the best word uh but like with with a curse like in the ring it's if you watch this video you're going to die in seven days like that that's a very well constructed you know exactly how it works curse and there's rules to it now in this movie and they don't they won't have to be that specific but you're sort of lacking that knowing what's going on exactly yeah you don't know the boundaries of the world yeah, and so it's just, it makes it hard to construct those routes to safety. Ah, I see. I do like with the rules that they state, confess to them, don't lie to them. Mm-hmm. And while it was a little frustrating that none of our characters would confess, because um, whatever you did, I mean, everything you've done is in high school. And while it's all terrible, you still have so much life ahead of you, you know? So just, mm-hmm. no matter what your friends think of you or whatever, it's not going to be as bad as death, but... They only ever die when they're trying to escape the game. They break the rules and they're not confessing. So I do appreciate that they lived by that rule. Uh, it was never just like, hey, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And it was only ever when they were trying to escape or when they were lying or something. So, But yeah, I do agree that they're, they, didn't have, they didn't have their safety routes. They didn't have any kind of like haven. They didn't have means of fighting back necessarily, which I think is a little important. 
Uh, right, because even if there was now, they did have something. They in this part of the movie was also, I, I can let it pass, but somewhat disappointing. Um, <laughs> is when Ken comes up with this plan and he sends a computer program to everyone in the group, uh, which they uh, you know turn on and and run, and it somehow gets rid of Billy. Obviously, the program itself, from a computer standpoint, makes no sense, but. That is, I think, where they try to have that route to safety, and it's a red herring, which you do frequently have in horror, uh, where you think that you're getting away, but you're not. So that that was fine, like five out of ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think it was. It's important to have that they were trying to fight back at least, and it just it didn't work because you do see that in horror often. It's a it's a common thing, and you kind of need it to give your people a fighting chance yep what i enjoyed about the story was uh how much they revealed through their videos just like on youtube and stuff uh the one on youtube where she shot herself that would definitely be taken down pretty quick but (laughs) (laughs) can't get away with that too easily and it it had been up uh for by a year like it had been up for a year at that point um so um but letting that letting that slide, because uh, it's not anything like story breaking or anything. Yeah, you got to leave the technicality slide. Yeah, it, uh, they do a good job of like showing you this part of the video, and then we don't think too much of it whenever like they don't finish the video because like Mitch is calling when Blair doesn't, mm-hmm. and then we get to see the rest of the video, and then we see the rest of the video that was never released, like more on top of that. Which I think was just a great way of kind of slowly revealing the truth to you while also kind of laying the seeds for it in the beginning. Yeah, the, uh, the actual video itself was a good, um, would you call it a, I don't know if I'd call it a plot device. Uh, I would call it uh, the reveal in a way, how they revealed it to their audience. And, and I, I guess how it's been portrayed in different movies is right, you kind of show part of the end of the movie and then you start the movie, and then it kind of gets revealed what it's working its way up to. Yeah. And yeah, and so this video being revealed over time through the course of the movie is actually, it is quite good, uh, the way that they do that. Um, and of course, at first, you don't even see why this video would cause Laura to kill herself, because you only see part of it. Then you finally see, oh, you know, it's it recorded her with, you know, her having like uh, shattered pants. Um, and was passed out, so that's that, that was pretty embarrassing. And then finally, at the end of the movie, to close it all out, it shows uh, that it was actually Blair herself who had recorded that. And, and that that part is well done. It's a good good reveal. Did she shit her pants? I thought it was blood, honestly. I thought she had her period, and that's what happened. It, it was supposed to be feces. Was it supposed to? Okay. The two look really similar, like oh, similar when dried. So I was yeah, well, especially in the dark, especially in the dark. Yeah. But like you, yeah. I remember there's a forensic science class where we would play a game of like blood or feces <laughs> and you, they would just show us a picture of like just an exorbitant amount of what was blood or feces on a wall or around a toilet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, which do you think this is? And we'd guess and we were wrong 90% of the time because like, how did they smear that many feces on the wall? But then <laughs> get that much blood around the toilet instead. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think they do a good job with that reveal. What I, what does bother me is how often they step away from the Skype call kind of collectively. And maybe it's just because I have a bit of like 
we being tech savvy today and stuff like I'll, con I'll always be on discord talking to pals but then i'm kind of like doing my own thing on google chrome searching up stuff or whatever mm -hmm. um where in the movie so many times she's just like okay guys okay and then she just like goes and messages someone else for a while and like everyone in the skype call is just quiet and they're like they're just like hold on blair's blair's messaging her boyfriend or something right now with us let's put this on hold guys like that's not that's not how a call works yeah um and the way that it did that uh when she clicked on something else like she'd tab out basically and not be on the call and then it would fade out the sound from the call and then it would just be her doing stuff on the computer yeah uh and then she'd eventually like, come back to the call and the sound would come back and of course we all know that that's not how audio works so i'm pretty sure the reason for this and maybe it, they didn't intend to do this at first but that when people are talking in the background, it might make it difficult for the audience to focus on uh, what's happening in the background. Maybe they tried that and it didn't work or something, but it, it, it does break the immersion. Yeah, somewhat. It, feel, it feels synthetic. It just feels artificially made. Um, yeah. And then also, it's just, I would have liked for the Skype call to always be visible. And like she's doing stuff like on the side of it, multitasking Windows. I know that might be d difficult from a logistical perspective because you've got to have all that screen time, you know, or all that recorded Skype video. I see. I see why they would do it because it is difficult to like have those many things we focus on. Yeah. However, I think that if they did it right, it would have been so much better is all. Uh, I, I understand why. And it was good seeing her like message people on the side and stuff, because in a horror movie, you'll have two people talking about like, hey, this whole situation is messed up. And mm -hmm. growing skeptical of others, growing uh, weary of the situation, just with like a one-on-one -on -one to the side. But uh, I think that it would have done the movie a lot of benefit to have us still hear things in the background that didn't, don't put anything like story changing in there. But maybe so, like we're, we hear them all talking, all freaking out, and then you can use a scream that she hears. And so she tabs back in real quick because she's scared to kind of shock the audience and kind of understand like this isn't stopping like it would have been it could yeah. have been a really great uh trick to use in the movie that i think they really just let slide yes and some backgrounds uh audio could also provide some extra character development yeah exactly. <laughs> while we're while we're you know creating the story you know you could have them talking about everyday things um similar to how uh eventually um an alarm starts going off on blair's computer and it's like for a test that's tomorrow and it actually adds some real life into this otherwise literally flat world <laughs> and i've been thinking on it we do see a lot of movies uh especially horror movies where you just kind of have this stereotype of a character uh just your your basic this kind of character uh whatever kind that is and i think that we see that so often in horror movies because it serves a similar thing that you'll often see in like comic books or what emojis do is that there's an icon there uh scott mcleod describes this greatly in his understanding comics uh book of when we're given an icon we can like put ourselves in those shoes a lot better and we mm -hmm. can kind of like inhabit that space where it is uh when it's less defined so comics rather than drawing like a hasselhoff looking dude in like great detail uh that we can't relate to instead draw more of a stick figure looking guy that we can kind of put into our we can put ourselves into those shoes and so when they need just a quick situation of like high school kids uh going through this social media horror it's easier just to kind of give us your regular old high school kid that everybody knows 
so that we can identify mm-hmm. with them just kind of like off the bat rather than have to take all that take a lot of movie to set that up when they can't really do that too well with the story uh, but i do think that throughout the movie you should be setting them up a little bit because we do want to sympathize with our characters so i think that yes that background audio used to sympathize with our characters would have definitely been great yeah and, and it is possible to lean on some form of uh it's not even a stereotypes exactly but uh there are there are general like character types that you can put your character in even general personality types or something and you can give your character certain tropish traits and whatnot to lean on in order to not have to develop your whole character for your audience to understand them and their motives and that's fine the issue is that they chose very uninteresting subtypes of high schoolers. Yeah, uh, I do agree that they were they were mostly a little bland. Yeah, and so that just eh. one question I want to pose as well is Lauren Barnes, right? Is that it? Lauren Barnes? Laura Barnes, maybe? Laura? Laura Barnes? Just Laura? Uh, she freaking pulls up a video of. Blair and Adam doing the dirty and I'm like did why did they videotape this <laughs> how like how did she go in and cheat on her boyfriend but then like say that it just kind of happened but she had a camera set up on the side <laughs> or he did or, or he like, yeah maybe know. he did and he was trying to like treasure it or something you know like terrible guys do I mean he is the kind of person who would have a camera set up in his room I I don't I don't entirely doubt it but it still struck me as odd and I would have liked to see even just like Blair yell something like you had a camera in there or something like that just to create more tension. I think that would have fit in very well. Oh, yeah, that probably would have added to it. So I was very curious about how that happened. I kind of I kind of laughed a little bit when I saw that. I was like, hold on. Laura, <laughs> where did you get this one from? Were you there, Laura? The, there were some parts that yeah made me laugh a bit. Um, uh, one of them, funnily enough, was uh, when... When Ken died with his freaking blender, I don't, I don't know. It was kind of funny. Like, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny just seeing him with his hand in the blender, like, oh god! And it's just like, pull your, <laughs> yes, pull just... your hand out of the blender, Ken. You silly. <laughs> <laughs> just and like also at first when he's after he's frozen, he just basically starts shaking around like a maniac. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. It just looked kind of goofy. Um, I'm curious. They had all those like kind of Skype glitches that you often have where like all the pixels don't really work right. They did it with a universal uh whatever it is theme in the beginning. That was cool. They kind of paired it. Uh it was cool. I wonder if like they just counted on Skype being able to do that. Like they're like Skype will put it in for us or if they put it in afterwards. Yeah, I, see I don't looking at the actual um visual issues I, those those don't look legitimate. Those look like they were done in post. Like the the way that the movement works and everything, like it doesn't quite look like how Skype would do it. I I don't remember enough about Skype. I don't think I made enough video calls over Skype, honestly, to know. Um, yeah, I I just mean from like, yeah, from, from like a a video feed over the internet perspective, it doesn't. The artifacts don't really make a lot of sense, but. Uh, you know they're fine, and they do add something uh to the to the movie. I mean, you really need some interesting visual effects to keep you stimulated in a movie yeah. like this. The difficulty with this format 
or one of the difficulties anyway, is how, how do you keep your audience interested and not bored when looking at a screen? They, they tried a, an, a, a couple of things. One of them was uh, these weird glitch visual stuff. Another one was she would occasionally like go and like play some music or something. Um, and they'd also add in some sound effects here and there. But uh, it, it is difficult. And I don't know if they fully got past that because uh, I was definitely yawning at some parts in the movie. Uh, it, it was also a slow setup, too, so that, that didn't really help. It's difficult to keep the audience's uh, attention when you're doing a movie like this in this format. Uh, I do agree that like there were times when it was like, I want to see more. Like It just still wasn't fulfilling entirely, seeing the same thing, the same mm-hmm. kind of screen. I do think that they did a pretty good job of holding you in suspense, though. I feel like they created suspense pretty well. Uh, that kind of like feeling of like, what, what what's going to occur after this? Just where is this leading to? Yeah, and maybe I could feel that suspense more if I could connect to the characters. <laughs> Quite possibly. And I think I think one way you can also get around this is I don't think you have to like or care about the characters if you yourself find what is happening in the movie to be scary. But when I don't find what is happening to be scary, um, I need the characters to be relatable enough that I can connect to so that I can relate to their fear of what's going on but if i don't like the characters i cannot connect with them then i can't do that and i'm not scared myself from this it just means that i don't really get anything from this movie what i want to move on to real quick and this is this is my area and this is literally what i'm studying in school um is the commentary that this movie kind of leaves on social media Mm -hmm. because what we see is the whole sin that is committed is really chastising and targeting others via social media and it's sad to say it happens so much in real life i don't think it it, 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 i don't think it's quite like this i think you might see a few cases like this but in general it's more like passive aggressive stuff that kind of chides away at people Mm -hmm. just chisels at their self-confidence over time and i think it does an interesting thing where it points the blame towards the users and because it's constantly just our users being terrible the people that are on the Facebook and all and everyone who's seen the call just being terrible to each other on social media and using it as a terrible thing where social media doesn't actually do you many favors itself there. Yeah. There's so many times when we post something and we're like, yes, I posted something This people are liking it. It's good. But then it doesn't do quite as well as you wanted. Someone didn't quite like the photo and they expressed that or something. And it leaves us with this kind of vacant feeling. And we were like, oh, we wasted so much time doing this thing. Uh, I can't believe I wasted that time. But then we go back to it because we want that feeling. We want that feeling fulfilled. So we think that the way to do that is to go back on. And that's kind of it's a strategy that they use behind the scenes to get that done. Mm -hmm. This is an article I've read maybe a thousand times now uh, being in my major. There's uh, this whole thing. Marshall McLuhan saying. The medium is the message. And there's kind of a little bit of debate as to like whether it's a very skeptic piece, a very, um, whether he's, I think he's kind of a cynic, but like there's some people that see it as an optimist kind of view. They, but what I find interesting here is that they took a, they took this kind of idea and they said the medium is like the killer though. And I thought that was kind of a fun take to do on a horror movie. That That is true. I mean, after all the, uh, the sort of judgments are, are given through, uh, as you said, this medium, which is uh, social media. 
so that the punishment comes from the medium in which they use to inflict pain on another person. So essentially, they got what was coming to them is the idea. Now, that that being said, this movie mostly criticizes cyberbullying. Yeah. Um, as opposed to social media in general. that That's the main focus of the film, or at least as it seems to me. Uh, and, and there are those stories out there, right, where, you know, someone is humiliated. That, that That's the word for it, really, humiliated on social media. Um, someone's posted something of them, and it's public for everyone in the school to see, and their life is over as they see it, because that's kind of how it works in high school, um, or at least in some people's high schools, apparently. Uh, just so you know, anyone out there, high school is not your life. <laughs> high school will end... And, you know, just just get through it. You, you've got to really mess up in high school for it to follow you through your whole life. Like, you got to kill someone or something. I don't know. But yeah, so as long as you don't kill people, yeah. uh, you'll make it through high school just fine. Don't don't get a felony and you'll be OK. If you get a felony, move to a different country. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy. You know, get on a ship, uh, become a fugitive of the state, live in Russia and do cyber crimes for money. It'll be like nothing changed, really. So exactly. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, Man, speaking of Russian cybercrime, though, uh, during the scene when Adam, you know, was in his in his house, he started hearing sounds like knocks and whatnot, like uh, as if someone else was in his house, even though there wasn't supposed to be anyone in his house. There were knocks in my apartment. Now, of course, it came from my upstairs neighbors, probably, but like there were like you know, uh, you know, pretty similar knockings around yeah and i was watching this movie in the dark and yet the movie still did not scare me so the movie had every had everything set up to be able to scare me and it did not yeah i never found myself scared just kind of like held in suspense like just in curiosity of like how is this gonna play out yeah but i know that this format can scare me because everyone knows a computer screen it's a very familiar environment it's a perfect place to do horror because you give that familiar just a little unfamiliar a little unsettling and you can scare people but it just doesn't quite get there well Ian, our audience would actually agree that the movie was not scary we had one person give it a one and then it was twos across the board <laughs> so people, we're not scared <laughs> there you go so I, it goes for everyone then it seems or everyone who watched this movie this week um that yeah it's just it's not a scary movie it's just not yeah it, it didn't quite hit on fear so it's just what happens. So, but then we have our paths of fear question, Ian. And here we go. This is this is seeing what you got going for you. We uh we have oh our four options this time was becoming possessed and forced to cause your own demise, being communicated with by someone you know but who's long been deceased, losing friends one by one when trapped together under duress, and lastly, a haunting force that cannot be bargained with nor forcefully gotten rid of. What do you think uh, took the cake, Ian? Um, I think the the force to cause your own demise is the scariest. Interesting. Okay. And which do you think wasn't doing it for the audience? I'm going to go with a haunting force that can't be gotten rid of or bargained with. I want to I want to give you a chance to just go real hard, Ian. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going great. We had a tie for top two. You guessed one of the top two, and you did guess the one that wasn't voted on. So you're killing it. Okay, so I have a chance to guess the other top one. What is the other top one? It's between being communicated with by someone 
and losing friends one by one when trapped together under duress. And this is for a million dollars. This is for a million freaking smackaroonies, Ian. Gosh, I could really do with a million smackaroonies. Uh, all right, double or nothing. We're going with losing friends one by one when I uh, oh, under duress. He, he did it, everybody. That was amazing. Oh, perfectly guessing. Unstoppable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm absolutely blown away right now, Ian. Which never going back to the old days. This is the new me, y'all. <laughs> I am the ultimate pathfinder. I cannot be defeated. Next time, I won't even ask the question. You know, it's like 17% of people. We're scared <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, which, uh, which of those scares you the most, Ian? Of our options? I would... Oh, well, let's see. I mean, I definitely understand losing friends one by one when like trapped in a duress. I mean, naturally, that's like that's like, uh, and that's a classic horror movie thing. Like that yeah. that happens all the time in horror movies. Um, just losing people one by one that can definitely be scarier because not only are you becoming more alone, but you're also seeing these potential fates that you will probably eventually come across yourself. Uh, but I gotta say, like becoming possessed and uh, essentially, you know, forced to kill yourself—that's uh, that that would, that's pretty scary. That would suck because um, you're not even under control yourself. So I want to say that today I would probably say that the becoming possessed scares me the most because last night I had my first incident with sleep paralysis I've ever had. Your first one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've never, I've never had sleep paralysis before. Before last night, and I, I forget the word, but it was like pre-dormital was the less fancy word for it. I hadn't fallen asleep yet, but I was dead tired because I got home at five a.m. Right, and I was, I was like trying not to fall asleep on the road. It was very difficult, mm-hmm. and I'm lying there in my bed, about to fall asleep, and I, I, I'm, I start thinking of my old dog Coda, and like I always felt safer when I was sleeping with him because like I, you. I think this is just true. When you have a dog in the room, it's going to bark when there's something to get you. Oh, yeah. When there's a dog sleeping with you, yeah. You yeah, feel a lot more safe. It's just I great. Am Legend had that. I mean. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, um, I, so he's out there and like I hear him for some reason barking outside my door. Like there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then I hear like three knocks on my door. And I'm just like, surely this is like, this is one of my parents coming down. They're like, they're like, why'd you get home so late or something? Like they, they were just, curious and i'm sitting there and i'm trying to yell like come in because like even if it is something scary i just want to see it just to know what i'm dealing with uh-huh. but i'm lying there and every time i try to say the words come in like my brain just like feels like it like a spark goes off in it but then nothing happens it was the freakiest thing uh, dang it was and i was just like this is this is crazy is like i don't know if like there's some crazy force that is making me unable to speak and then I I rationalize I rationalize it maybe like ten seconds and I'm like hold on this could be sleep paralysis, um, and I had no idea there was predormital sleep paralysis of like when you're just drifting off into sleep and then you have it. That's what I got when I was a kid. Uh, I would only get that. It was it was crazy and I was just like okay. And then uh, I woke. I, so then I like properly woke up. I texted someone like, did one of y'all knock on my door? And then I just immediately fell asleep without hearing the response. <laughs> did you ever find out uh well, i think later they said like I, I looked all around the house i didn't see anyone either of us knocked and i was like okay sleep paralysis that'll do it um man that is that is scary though especially when it's your first time 
I kind of feel like I should have been more scared, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, what's... Uh, I think it's because, honestly, it was almost relieving to me. Because I, I miss my dog a lot. I mean, when you have a dog that dies, you just miss your dog. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, something's wrong if that's not the case. It, but, like, honestly, just, like, hearing him brought me enough joy that, like... And, like, knowing he was there was comforting enough that, like, the whole situation didn't scare me too bad. And that's why I was so willing to say, like, come in and just let me see you real quick. So I think it could have been a lot worse, but it was definitely freaky. That's pretty sweet, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Our next question, Ian. It was was an opinion question. Having the movie take place almost solely on a computer screen is a bold move. Do you think this format worked to the movie's benefit? Hmm. We we discussed this some, and I think the the kind of general conclusion we came to was it's a very interesting thing. It can be very well done. The movie didn't quite capitalize on all it could have done, and therefore it did not come out too scary. Yeah, like I think for this movie, like I think given the story that it had, uh, of course the format did work to its benefit. Um, but it, it they could have really elevated that and made it something, uh, not only unique but impactful and it didn't quite get there yeah and i think it it felt like someone brought like a producer said like hey let's make a movie that takes place on social media and like over computers because it's so popular today and they're like all right find writers to write that instead of like the other way around like it should be like a writer was like let's do this it it does kind of feel that way i think the title also kind of feels that way to be honest yeah Uh, i don't know if that's the case but yeah, it does, it does kind of feel that way. Um, we had one person say yes, but the story was still trash. We had another <laughs> say. And I, I agree that the story wasn't amazingly well developed, but the story beats like were definitely there in place. And you, you got to feel those. So I, I, well, mm. I'm not too hard on the story, oddly enough. Um, I'm definitely more hard on the characters than the story. Mm. Uh, we had yes, I think it was one of the only things truly interesting about the movie, Pete. Wow. We have a couple haters right off the bat. I'm, I'm kind of uh, similar to that. It was one of the only interesting things about the movie. Um, I do think it would suck to have a blow dryer or a hair dryer like that in your mouth, a curling iron. Uh, I was yeah. curious, like, why once? <laughs> Just, like, toast your tongue. Yeah. Like, the back um, of your throat. Like, the worst thing about being sick is, like, that dry feeling in the back of your throat that no matter how much water you drink won't go away, you know? And you just want to, like... You want to just like waterboard yourself just so you flood with water and it and it like wettens that because it's just terrible. <laughs> but then also you don't want to waterboard yourself because it's a bad Cause, idea. Yeah, because <laughs> it's 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 called torture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, our next is it's a bit dated now, but I do as it worked to the movie's benefit to the best of its ability. Still shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got a positive <laughs> one here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope. Um, uh, next is I think it was a very interesting concept especially as someone who spends most of their time on the computer I'd freak out if something like this happened to me there you go and I yeah if they didn't say that the movie necessarily scared them because I, I clearly it didn't based on the responses mm-hmm. but they do acknowledge like it would be a freaky thing and it is applicable to us because we spend so much of our time on yeah. the screen like that and that's um, why a format like this could be really good exactly the only problem with it is that it can be outdated very quickly. I mean, think about how often you get software altering, operating system altering updates 
that change how things look and how things, yeah, uh, you know, how fast things are, or how, yeah, how uh, the even like navigation and you know how much like websites like Facebook uh, or services like Skype, how different they look over time, and also what people use. Right nowadays, it might be more relevant to do one with Discord, but who knows if that's going to be the case in five years? Because um, yeah, this movie is like seven years old, so you know the only issue with it is that it can become outdated pretty fast uh but if you do hit it just right because people are very familiar with their computers and it is a common environment that everyone knows uh it is a great place to do something like this now i i will also say that uh for their format i did like the ending and how the laptop shut because that is a very shocking thing to through the entire movie have this format and then have it close. And now you no longer with like a screen to protect you in a way um, are now like get attacked by like Laura. And that was actually pretty cool. That was well yeah. done. I, I do think that it was good to take down the screen finally to make it real. Yeah, that, that was the one time I, I kind of like leaned back in my seat like, uh. <laughs> um. I want to, you, you mentioned Discord. And I want to give Discord props on the sh- service it's done, honestly. We're not sponsored. But, like, di- like I, I wish we were sponsored <laughs> yeah, that, by Discord. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> Discord sponsors. Um, no, like, Discord is a really great thing that I wish more, like, video games would do. But, like, they create the platform, like, for people, and they have people in mind. And for the longest mm-hmm. time, they weren't even, like, asking for money and returning. No, like, only uh, relatively recently did, like, subscriptions for Discord become a thing where you just get benefits. But mm-hmm. it's not even so bad that like you don't you're not missing out on a whole lot if you don't have those subscriptions. It's just like some fun add-ons. Uh, you're doing it more just to support Discord than anything. Yeah, which they, they mean, on Discord I can see staying around for another five years at least because good on them. They they know what's up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless things you know change and whatnot. I mean, companies yeah. can change over time. I mean, you know, and it's so easy you know for free to start a server with some friends and then whenever you want like it's yeah it's just easy speaking of a server with friends you should go join our Discord. <laughs> that's right you should join our discord uh link in description mm-hmm. uh you can help us uh pick out movies every week and participate in our questionnaires that we read off at the end of every episode and there's not a killer waiting to kill you via discord unlike well uh skype okay so. we, we can't we can't promise that. I, okay that's fair there's most likely I mean, not one there's not there's not a skype killer yeah, there's not a Skype killer here in Discord. You have that going for you. Anyways, back to the episode. I think the format of the movie correlates and supports the plot of the movie. It would have been interesting different cameras outside of the computer screen besides the ending. And I can see where you're coming from with that. I do think that it made the ending so much more, I don't know, just like shocking and jarring that mm. we didn't have any kind of camera movement outside of that. Uh, what they could have done, maybe was have us look at other people's screens but they didn't even necessarily make it about heather's screen until she was like messaging and stuff the skype call could have been anyone's screen Mm. so uh i i agree and disagree and i i'm gonna say this and i i hate you audience so much for doing this to me (laughs) but like host is just unfriended but better I, I do want to see host because i do want to see a movie that has done this too but has done it better yeah, they, they just do it a whole lot better. And uh, it's, God, I, wish, I would get into it, but we're talking about Unfriended, and I'll keep talking about Unfriended. But 
Freak you audience for just not picking host because I recommended it. I hate, I hate <laughs> and I, I recommended Unfriended, yeah. but only because I knew it was like a, you know, it was like, oh, it's an interesting format, foot, found footage. I'm going to put it on there. And I had like no passion whatsoever. I didn't like it. And I wanted your suggestion more. <laughs> I blame uh, Muffin, honestly. This is mainly Muffin's fault. Oh, um, yeah. All right, well, our last question was, imagine you're trying to scare someone, and the only thing you can control is what's on their computer. How would you scare them? Uh, our first one is open scary online, taking cryptic messages, etc. That's an interesting one, because honestly, you could uh, you could write malware to do this, I feel like. Just like opening random links of scary things, oh, and yeah. then just like random messages popping up being like, by the way, I'm killing you later or something, you know? Oh yeah, uh, you can do. I mean, I mean, and that that's, and that that is something cool about this is that you can have that um, sort of, you can be skeptical and think that it's something else at first, like a hacker or something, uh, and then only later realize that it can't be that it, it's a spirit or something. Yeah. Um, our next is I'd probably just keep episodes of lore playing. I would be a lazy computer ghost. I've never even seen lore. <laughs> you are, like for a computer ghost like, i wonder what you're doing with the time you've saved on this now it's, like i wonder what your free time looks like because you save so much time by just deciding to play episodes of lore um i just don't know what a computer ghost does otherwise <laughs> it's like you could dedicate more passion to this considering it's all you do but you know, that's, <laughs> it's just it's just a side project yeah <laughs> it's um I would force them to watch hours upon hours of Ryan's toy review. I don't know Ryan's toy review, but what a harsh review to hear <laughs> on the masses. <laughs> uh, um, we have pop-ups for days. No way to shut down the computer. No way to make it stop. Honestly, I feel like I'd be more of an annoyance than something to fear, and I'm okay with that. So you just, you just, you just want to be malware. <laughs> that's, that's all that. Uh, um. Our last one is I'd keep cha- I like this one the most. I keep changing their desktop background to a picture of them or something. I don't know. I'm not very creative anymore. That I mean, honestly, that's the, the you were the creative most creative one we had. So <laughs> good on you. Um, you'd have been an unstoppable you know, I, creative force if this if this is the case. You know, we d- we do iterate on uh, on our questionnaires to try to get the best responses. It seems that this sort of question doesn't do that. <laughs> Um, uh, but I, I kind of like that idea of just changing the desktop background to pictures of him it's just like weird but it's not like too crazy because it's still a picture of you on your computer well so see I, actually especially imagine if it changed your desktop backgrounds to a picture of like from the perspective of your webcam yeah and that's just like a yeah and that would get a little scary um, and then but what I would like to do is like over like the course of like weeks or something slowly be photoshop i hope as a computer goes you can use photoshop but um oh yeah uh like photoshop it or just like alter the image to look worse and worse as if you're getting sicker or something on the computer oh, that'd be cool something interesting like that that could I be in a movie mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like in the ring um when you see pictures of people after they've had the curse their pictures turn out distorted and uh I had Suicide Mouse in mind when I thought of it. For those that don't know, it's just like this short film 
uh, or not even film, I wouldn't call it. It's just a video of an animation of like Mickey Mouse walking through. It's a black and white thing, walking through a town and slowly he's getting more and more uncomfortable until it's like kind of scary. And like, there's just screaming in the background. He looks like he's going nuts and it's, it's an interesting watch. It's like five minutes or so. I'd give it a, I'd give it a little watchy watch if I were you, if you like something like that. You know what, what I would do is, um, like, uh, you, you know, like, American Horror Story, their their intro credits? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, they actually, I think they're very good in that they're very, like, uh, like they're pretty scary. It's a pretty scary credit sequence. Like, the, the, the sounds that they use and everything. Yeah. Um, it's like this music, which is then intermittently interrupted by these, like, sounds. Yeah. I, I can't do a good impression of it, but uh, it is pretty cool. And what I would do is I would have that sort of start to like uh, sort of cut in and out uh, on your computer. Um, that's sort of those sounds or like the horror, the American Horror Story intro sequence. Except then, um, and when like the episode name and stuff comes up, uh, maybe it's like your name, no. <laughs> and then once it starts, it just shows a you via your webcam. You know. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> it's it's like oh, you're in the horror story now that's my idea i like it that's all we got of the surveys Ian. are there any last thoughts you want to give on the movie i think it was a a good a good try good attempt at using a a new format to try to scare people in a new environment and in a new way um i just don't i think with the characters that they had in this movie it, if they didn't scare people directly, there just wasn't anything else for them to hold on to to make the movie interesting or worth watching, really. I hear that. And I honestly, as as much more enjoyment I got out of the movie as you, it's honestly a horror movie you can skip, which is not a review I give often. But yep, like I remember every like I didn't see this movie for the longest time, but it I don't feel like I gained anything from watching it. So, yeah, I. It, you can you can skip this one. Call yep, you can skip it. Go on. Host. <laughs> <laughs> Watch host instead. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, so yeah, thank you all so much for coming by. We have been Paths of Fear. We already plugged our Discord, but we also have a Twitch channel that we're actually doing pretty good about being regular on. Um, yeah, I, I'm playing a game right now on it every Monday. Omari, right? Yeah, good, good pixelated horror game. Mm-hmm. I'm getting scared about it. I don't want to play it again. So uh, that's, <laughs> enjoy that's me, enjoy me playing it and being scared and emotional. I get so, to uh, yeah. edit that footage tomorrow. So that's I'm excited to go through those fears with you. Um, oh yeah, it's it's gonna get. I think it's gonna uh, get get worse or better uh, depending on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, go check out our Twitch. Uh, we'll have a website up here. Some time someday yeah pat pats of fear.com we have the domain so i'm gonna do it (laughs) uh and thank you all so much and you'll have a lovely day thanks for listening